Welcome to the One Million Euro Podcast. I'm Aris. I talk to people from the business world about their mission and money and their rise to success. I am welcoming our guests to the studio. Welcome. Introduce yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much, Iris. Um, so my name is Andrew Kiba. Um, I come from Kenya. Um, so my startup or, or company that I work for is called Alumni Bridge, uh, which I'm the founder and, C- and CEO stroke CTO. So basically, <laughs> I, I have many hats. But uh, yeah, so company is called Alumni Bridge. Um, and, and we try to at least uh, make sure that most of the kids that are out of school are able to get funding for the upkeep and tuition um, so they're able to stay in school. But in a nutshell, can go into that later. How did she came about to to this drive for this startup? Yeah, yeah, I mean, interesting question. So, so funny enough, um, we went back to our. So I cleared school a couple of years back, um, but went back to school like for a visit and just engage with the students who are there and the teachers. Like fifteen years after we left, um, so we, we got to learn the state of the school. We were doing new things in terms of like additional. Um, equipment, new uh, library, new dormitory and stuff like that. But when we were there, we we got to understand and, and learn about um, some of the students who are actually struggling. And the reason they're struggling is because they don't have fees and, and upkeep for, for them to stay in school because it's a boarding school. Um, so the, the principal there was like, I mean, you, you've you been there for, the, for a good four years, you actually graduated from that school. Can you find a way to help? Um, so we took that as a challenge, and we are currently in a WhatsApp group um, of about you would take 110 so, or so um, students from our class from our year when we left. I'm um, so contributing a few uh, few coins here and there, what we were able to manage, um, and and that ideally drove um, what what, you're, what I'm currently doing now. Um, so one of the main challenges we actually experience with that is, in as much as we we are contributing. One is we're not sure where exactly it's going uh, as, as we're contributing to student A versus student B and what's the story behind each of the each of the two students. And also the second, the second thing was how do we get this information? Uh, most of the time it will be a call from the principal to one of our members who would now translate that to us. Um, of course, things get lost in translation as well. Um, and then the third thing is... Um, how do you actually send the money? Do you send to the member who was contacted by the principal? Do you send the money to the school directly? Do you send to the principal himself? As in the, the, the couple of issues coming out of that, um, where you find some of the guys actually dropping out because they're not clear on exactly how the modalities work. Um, so that's, that actually drove us now, or drove me to actually now create this particular startup because that I found to be a problem that you could actually alleviate with um with with tech in this sense. And then um we can go into the solution after, but ideally that's where it all stemmed out. And then apart from that was also an element of mentorship as well, um, where students could actually understand um there are actually other careers out here apart from like what I tend to call the big three, uh, being a doctor, being a lawyer, being a pilot. You could actually be uh engineer like myself, you could actually be a designer, you could actually be um, any other career apart from just those big three, um, which most of them, uh, no fault of their own, but could be things that they've been driven by their parents and those teachers to actually become, um, but not everybody could could actually go into that. So they could actually see other avenues that they could um, 
become positive members of society in and that's how we actually um this is now where we actually uh born uh alumni bridge for yeah that's really interesting because i was also feeling like when came that critical point that you know at first you were just you know investigating researching talking to you know alumni and yeah. professors but when came that point that you thought that this could really be a startup yeah yeah um so once i started thinking about the issues that we currently have with our group and also con contacting other groups as well um I came to realize that this is actually a problem across board and not just in kenya alone um i spoke to somebody recently i, I think about uh once somewhere in december um she's from uh, zimbabwe she currently lives in the uk um so our school actually taps them for such kind of scholarships so same issue again um how do i verify where do I send? Um, who am I sending for? I am I'm able to send, yes, um, but there are other details that need to come into in between before that actual um, me sending the money in this sense. And then somebody who's, I just gave the idea and she's like, this would be perfect because we have this same problem. Um, and and, and, and it, it works across board. And when you look at most of the countries, most of the, the kind of things that are actually happening, it cuts across. And this now came out of the research before they started off um, the, the building the platform and also um, engaging people now to come and work, work with me along this particular journey as well. Yeah. Okay, because when you talk to people, when they are abroad, you want to send money to your own country, if it's Kenya or Zimbabwe, but yeah. then you're also doubting to verify where the money is going, who's exactly. receiving it, and exactly. if it's used correctly, that is the exactly. thing. That's the thing, um, because sending is the easy part, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, if you have it, you're able to send, but one, yeah. how do I send? How do I verify it's going, going to the right person? And if it's going to the right person, how are they using those funds? Um, is it as advertised when they actually approach in the first place? So those yeah. three things were one of the things that we found uh, we could alleviate properly with now uh, motive built. And what is the main problem you are solving for your, for your startup? Yeah, so so right now the, the main problem is um, we, we, uh, in Africa alone, we almost have 32% of all the kids who are supposed to be in school are out of school. And most of the issues stem out of um, financing. Um, the parents are not able to cater for the fees um, and upkeep for them being in school. So the main problem for us is how do we make sure that we keep all these kids in school? Um, and if you're able to tap into people who are able to fund those particular kids, to stay in school, then that's that's the end, that's the end goal. Um, and, and we realize that alumni who've been in those particular schools before have an emotional attachment. Same same thing as us. Um, we approach with the principal. This is 15 years after, mind you. They, they, he had no way of contacting us because he didn't know where we went. By the time we were leaving school, we didn't have phone numbers. We didn't have email addresses. So there's no way of contacting us post leaving the school. So now after us engaging with them, it's like, okay, by the way, you can actually do this to help more. Um, so I think that's that's that that one is the main problem. And then once you started getting into that problem, then we realize other problems are actually coming out, which is now, as, as I mentioned earlier, um, where do I send the money? Um, how do I send it? And do I verify? And how do I verify that money is actually used in the correct way as advertised uh, previously when uh, when it came out? So that's how we actually build the startup around all those, all those particular problems. Yeah. And what kind of solution are you offering now for that problem? Yeah, so so the solution right now is a way for one um, alumni to actually 
come onto one platform and be able to engage. Um, so what I talk about, one, one, what I talk about, what I mean by that is how are they able to come to one platform, um, engage with guys that they were in the same class, same year when they left, and also others who are from other years, could be before them, could be after them. Um, and that way I could get all these guys into one platform. Um, we realized there are many uh, WhatsApp groups, there are many Facebook groups, uh, trying to get all those people in those groups into now our platform so that they able one one be able to engage and then the second part is now for the schools themselves to create those scholarship requests and on and, and or project project requests and then create them on the platform so the alumni can be able to see so the one thing is allowing the alumni to actually come to one platform and engage and then once you bring the schools on board, then now the schools are able not to engage with the alumni. And if there are any requests they have, they can actually push out to them, which um, right now it's not possible because they, they have no way of actually tapping into, into these alumni actually left those particular schools. Um, so the uh, so one, alumni, then the schools. Then the third part is now how do we allow or, or, or rather enable the alumni to actually fund those particular scholarships, which we've now created the rails to do that, um, which can be able to do local and international payments, where they can actually say, um, for this student who requires $100, let me give 50 as an example. And that will be able to keep them in school for the next one month, two months or something like that. Um, if they need more, we'll, we can think about that. But for now, let me let me do this. And then other alumni can actually do the same. Um, and then apart from that is also now the verification, right? Um, so once a school receives the funds, they report back and say, this is how we've actually used those particular funds. You've actually credited Andrew's account and now they're able to stay in school for the next two months. We now need an extra 50 so that they can stay within the last month. And that's when the term ends or could also spill over into the next term. So from that way, we're able now to get one, put Andrew in school, keep them in school. And for the alumni, um, they're able now to verify who I'm giving the funds to, how they're able to send the funds and also where the funds have actually gone to. Yeah. Yeah, and because you're talking about the platform, but yeah. you needed to build that platform, I think. Exactly. Did exactly. you build it yourself? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, so as I mentioned earlier, I, I, I hold two hats. Um, so I'm both the CEO and the CTO. Um, so my background is engineering. So I've been building platforms um, since I don't know when, um, but I have multiple platforms um, that I've done. Um, I've been in e-commerce, I've been in fintech, I have been in insurance. So um, for the most part, tech is simple so long as you know the end goal. Um, so I've been able to build this platform. So I started building it back in November 2022. Um, we launched two weeks back. That was in uh, 20th of January, 2023. That's when we went official, where now guys can actually come on board and start, uh, as are creating the accounts and start engaging with other people on, on the platform. Of course, we started, um, we, we did the MVP then. Now we are now adding and fleshing out more um, features as, as we go along. Uh, also, uh, also depending on the requests as well to get also from the alumni and the schools on what they want to see on the platform as well. Yeah. And why did you say, unfortunately? <laughs> Um, unfortunately, because that means I have to do pretty much everything. So apart from just the building, there is the 
I also need to do investor relations when now it comes to fundraising. I also need to engage some of the early on um, schools that we're not putting on board, some of the early on alumni. Um, before now, I could have like the funds to actually bring in um, a staff in this sense. Um, so I have myself on my on my CEO. Uh, she's called Immaculate. Um, so she, now she does most of that stuff um, while I do the engineering plus the fundraising. But she's now able to hold the ship now that it is it is on water. Uh, before he didn't have anything. Um, now that he's on water, now she's able not to hold the ship and steer it in the right direction. So while I concentrate on adding in more features and also fleshing out more things that can come out later, and also as we now complete our funding process, we can also bring in on board more engineers who can actually help now um, take the platform to scale um, when you think about going into other markets as well. Yeah. Okay, it is, it's, it's more that you're doing a lot of things. Exactly. Than... That's that's unfortunate. <laughs> I just need to clarify that one. You were doing a lot of things, building relationships, yeah. going to schools, get, getting the students on the platform, you know, putting in features. It's just more all the tasks. Yes. And now exactly. you have another person who can do like the sales and the marketing and the relationship management as well. Yep. Yep. So you said as well, because you're a CEO, you're also doing the fundraising. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Are you raising capital at the moment? Uh, yes. Um, so currently we're looking for our pre-seed round. Um, so we're doing about 250,000 um, for the start. Um, that should be that should enable us to one scale the platform, um, scale our team, and also do a lot more in terms of marketing. Um, so far enough with the launch, you actually seen ourselves without knowing, um, being in three markets without actually advertising those markets. We advertise in Kenya, but we actually have people who've signed up in Nigeria, actually find uh, other people in um, in Ghana as well, um, who actually signed up um, even without advertising to them. So that means we actually, we've actually seen that there's a need for the product. Now we just need to scale it uh, as much as as much as we can and as fast as we can. So that's that's why we need. Uh, we're actually fundraising right now. We're hoping to close by end of next month. Uh, we have some strong commitments. Um, just looking now to get uh, most of them just to commit and, and 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 put the money in the bank. Then we can roll um, from there. But uh, yeah, but yes, we are fundraising at the moment. Um, and if you look at the things you're doing, um. How do you handle rejections along the way? Because these are what I hear from a lot of founders mm. when they're fundraising and doing things that there are a lot of rejections. How do you handle that? Um, I, I, I think for the most part, you go into it expecting rejection. Um, um, that's that's how I deal with it. <laughs> I, we go into it most of the time expecting rejection until you get somebody who's like, wow, that's a good idea. Um, so for the most part, it's... Um, you, you focus on what you're building and, and how it has actually been validated post um, or, or rather pre-investment. Um, so that actually now drives me and actually my team in the sense that if, if an investor says no, we know that we have traction even without investment. So what the investment comes in is actually fuel for us to grow the traction. So what that means for us is yes, one will say no, or rather, from 100, we'll, we'll always get 99 no's, but that one that says yes, that is the one that will actually help us scale from that, from that level. But in terms of handling it, I think for the most part, it's believing in what you're doing, uh, making sure that 
um, you have the conviction in what you're building and how it's supposed to scale um, and trying to get that as much as you can with your own means. If you're able to get investment in early enough, perfect, then that means it's just fuel for him to go faster. But for now, it's just believing in what you're building and making sure you have conviction in it. And then that's what should drive you um, forward in as much as you may get rejection. Yeah, because you were naming traction. Um, yeah. How important is traction for you? Um, it's important because um, it, it makes you, in a sense, understand where you are in the market, right? Um, so, so as I mentioned earlier, we're in three markets, just mainly advertising in Kenya, but we found ourselves in two other markets. Um, so right now we are, we have close to 3,500 uh, alumni who actually registered and created accounts. Uh, we have 12 schools um, in three markets, and we actually have um, four, five scholarships who have been funded. And this is a period of less than 10 days, right? Um, we launched on 20th, okay, more than 10 days, but we launched on 20th, we are currently on third. Um, both of them have actually been, been funded. So it gives you a sense of, yes, you're heading in the right direction because that means even without doing a lot, um, people are actually understanding what your startup is doing and what it's supposed to benefit and how it's benefiting those people. And they're actually taking the action to do it. So traction is very important because if you build something and you, you have zero users, um, within a certain period, then that means there's something wrong that you need to correct as fast as you can. Um, and, and, and again, if it, if it means investing a lot in marketing for you to bring in more people, then there's something wrong there. So it, it needs to make sense at the one go for the people that you have approached, even if it's an email, even if it's a, a LinkedIn post, even if it's a Facebook post, those guys, the minute they see it, it should make sense and they should do something. And that is now where we are currently. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, um, because you said you're the CEO and the CTO, um, yeah. um, is there another co-founder? Yeah, um, I have, um, so I have a CEO, um, so her name is Immaculate, so she basically um, runs the ship um, post now what I do. Um, so in terms of sales and marketing, she's the one who handles that, um, interaction with our schools, interaction with some alumni who have questions and stuff like that, she's, she's able to handle that, um, as well as now farming up the, the pipeline of the guys that we need to approach uh, moving forward. So ideally, even, even in a sense, I'm the CEO and CTO, I also do double in sales because as I mentioned, I'm in a group and that group, number one, should be the first people that come on board, which I'd say 60% I've done. I still need to do a lot, a bit of work to get the 40% in, in, but at least they now see um, where it's supposed to go. So she does most of that work um, and, and, and that's how we, we, are, we are actually dividing the tasks at the moment. Do you have other people in your team at the moment currently? Yeah, so I have three more people. Um, so one in finance, uh, one in sales, one in marketing. Um, so they will now, I mean, they basically now handle most of the, the tasks going forward from there. So most of them came in this month, um, actually last week, <laughs> if I say so. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're pretty new. Um, so they, But they understand the mission and some of have actually now started bringing in on board what needs to be done. And finance was critical at the start because remember you're handling finances. So we needed to create the rails for that. Um, so how do you make sure that we're able to account for this from a system perspective? Um, from a legal perspective, from an accounting perspective, so I make sure that everything is clear from the word go. Um, so um, he came in in December of last year, um, but the other two actually came in um, um, last last month. Yeah. 
And um, because, you know, when you're building your startup, there are so many to-dos. Yeah. Uh, it's like ongoing. So yeah. how do you still celebrate small successes and, and milestones without mm-hmm. losing it going to the, you know, the bigger, bigger goal you want to reach? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. So, um, so what what I normally do is um, so so we, we we run everything off Slack. Um, so everybody's on Slack on the Slack channels. Um, so what we do is we celebrate wins. One is by shouting about them whenever they happen. Um, so like for instance, when you close our first school. Um, that was posted there when close our 10th school that was posted there and stuff like that when a certain number was hit in terms of alumni we'll celebrate there we'll just keep track of when a certain milestone was hit and this also is a log for us to know this is where we came from and this is where we are now um so that's one thing and then as, apart from that is also we have a, we normally have a monday meeting where we celebrate okay ideally it's like a weekly where we we, we talk about what happened last week and what's going to happen the, that specific week but the first thing we do is celebrate our small wins and this this is, happens across for everyone so if you're in marketing you're talking about the number of people that um actually reached out based on an email that you sent um if, if you're in sales the number of people you signed up if you're in tech um a feature that i was able to actually um push out um CEO as well, uh, how many investors I was able to talk to and how many have actually shown interest and stuff like that. So those small wins, they may not necessarily even um, come about in terms of like uh, an actual task being completed, but the fact that you're able to move from A to B to C, that is a win for us. And and being a very small team, being a very new team, that's very essential because we want to instill that now so that by the time we get to two, three years down the line, we have X number of people in the company, that becomes something that has already been formed. Because at the end of the day, that now gives you more more sense of ownership in what you're doing. Um, and that is what you want to instill at the very um, early stages, because we need people to understand you're not just doing it for yourself. There's the impact that you have, and there's the goal that you need to achieve. And all those every step that you do needs to um, get to that level at the end of the day. So you need to celebrate every single thing that you get. Um, of course, um, you don't have to do overdo it, but at least shout about it whenever something happens. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, because... having like a bell in the office when something happens. But, <laughs> Did you um, have a bell like ring? <laughs> exactly, but um, that's down the future. <laughs> yeah. Because what I find really interesting, what you're saying is, <clears throat> while you're talking about celebrating the milestones is that everybody in the team, whatever task they have, they have something to celebrate. So it's not only the sales you celebrate, you celebrate also the marketing or the technical stuff when you have futures or when you have talked to investors, how many you've talked to. Um, So everybody then in the team has something to celebrate and contribute because everybody has different tasks, of course. Yeah, and and everything you're doing is toward a specific goal, which is the company goal at this point. You have your goals as sales, you have your goals as marketing, but if you don't achieve a goal in sales and marketing gets to another level, then that means somebody's lagging behind. So that means we all have that sense of ownership. We all understand who is doing what and how and why they're celebrating that specific win. And that in 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 entirety now becomes a, an end goal for the company to, for us to move from point A to point B. And subsequent steps after that and that means that you already instill in the early days the team culture you want yes 
because like you say, you're now with a small group before you know if you have your, your yeah. first uh, capital, your skill, more people coming in. So you yeah. want to have that culture um, now. Right. Yes, yes. Because now what would happen from there is they will come and find this is what has been happening and then go from there. You don't want a situation where you're like now 50 people, you're in two markets. I mean, you have people working from everywhere and that's the time you want to, to start that. Then becomes, at that point, becomes an additional task as opposed to you understanding this is why we are doing this. So if you get it from now and, and you come and find people are doing this, then becomes easier for you to actually adopt it faster. Um, and then I'll take it forward. And, and if you, that's a department head, they will also instill in their team members. And then as you grow from there, it becomes something that the company actually um, adopts from every single person that comes in all the way to the end. Yeah, that clear goal, that clear path, what everybody's going to, the test that needs to be done in their expertise and yeah. the celebrating for everybody. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Because and then you value every team member. That's the thing. So it has to be across board. Then, because we have worked in companies where engineering is in a silo, um, they don't know what sales is doing, they don't know what uh, marketing is doing. If you ask them, do they follow the page? They don't even know the name of the page in, in, in whichever media it is. I mean, there is that where when it's like a big company, and then it tends to happen. But the thing is, you also as you as you start early, um, and you, um, the company is early now, everybody needs to be. In in the mind in the in the goal mindset of where the company needs to go to, you don't want to be just a cog, right? You don't want to be just somebody who comes in, checks in, I do my task, and then every day I'm, I'm out. Uh, you want to be somebody that I know my task and this is a task, and this particular task actually helps sales to do better, right? And my achievements make somebody else achieves more, and in the end goal makes the company achieve our end goal. So you need to understand that from the word goal. If you don't. Uh, right now, it becomes very hard in future because what will happen is I'll be a cog, check in in the morning, 8 a.m., I do my mm -hmm. stuff, then I go out. If you tell that person, um, I'm, I'm going to give you a raise to join another company, um, could even be like a thousand shillings difference, that person will go very fast because at that point, they have no sense of ownership in the company. They have no sense of ownership in what they're doing. Um, and that is something you need to instill very, very early on. Yeah, because that's really important that you have the right team culture to grow and to scale um, when money comes in and when you're scaling. And, and yeah. how did you, for your company, start approaching um, for the capital and the fundraising? How did you start? Yeah. Um, so started off by some of the networks that I already have um, with previous companies, some of the guys I've already interacted with before. Um, then I started doing like research in, in, in the market who does um, which investors best in this particular kind of market um, and then I started approaching them so some would get like introductions um, to other people that have actually um, invested in them that I know um, others are just approach um, cold just sending an email um, and then seeing how, how to go from there um, most of the guys that have gotten more, more response on uh, one um, are in the sector number one uh, are are in the sector or are thinking of getting into the sector. And two are guys who have gotten warm reception on um, in terms of um, guys who've actually um, invested in them and know me um, via different channels. I've also got some traction from some cold uh, emails, but that, that not so much. Um, but at the end of the day, since my first one, you want to approach as many as you can. 
um, so long as they, they are valid and, and they are able to bring, um, or give you more insights in what you need to do. So it's not just about funding, but what more can they do? Is Can they open up more markets? Can they give you more um, benefits you know, when, you, when you're looking for, um, let's say, new stuff? Can, can they help in that? Um, when you're looking about legal, can they help in, in that particular area? So you're not just looking about funding, but what more, what else can they also do? Because for us as an early stage um, startup, you, you find that some things you overlook. Um, most of the time you're like, let me build and then uh, ship. But then you realize, okay, oh, I've thought about this particular legal aspect. And if there's somebody who can actually help with that, then those are the people who are critical specifically when it comes to fundraising as well. And you said that you also had like warm introductions. Yes. Um, yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So so what I've done is, so in, in when going about the research of which investors are good for the sector, you find that uh, most of them will have a portfolio uh, where they show the companies have already invested in. Um, so what I what I've come through that portfolio and see, oh, by the way, I know this particular company and I know the CEO or I know the CEO, or at least I know somebody there. Um, so I'd approach them and ask them, oh, by the way, how was your relationship or how is your relationship with X and Y um, investor? Uh, they'll tell me how, this is how they went um, through the process. Um, this is how they are post-investment, the kind of help they've given them. And then I'll be like, if it makes sense for you, can you do an introduction for me to them so that you can see how to take it forward? Most of the time, I'll send them like a, a small blob of, of what you're doing, and then they will send that to the investor, then the investor would um, reach back to us. Um, so ideally, that's how we do it. Um, but the, 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 the first thing is, of course, making sure that there has to be some form of warm reception because that guy has to know you. That's why you need to initiate that conversation first before they can introduce you to the investor. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah because warm introduction is, of course, has a different entrance. Yes, exactly. Uh, when you know somebody who can recommend you and set up the meeting or set up the contact, yeah, then yeah. it's cold and nobody knows you. True, true, true. Yeah, so that because that ideally you 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 kind of bypassed. I want to call certain steps before you get like the main the main person who you needed to have talked to in the first place. Um, so that that's usually easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, if you look now, what um uh, along the way, mm -hmm. of course you said that you are still raising like two hundred fifty k. Um, what are the other goals you have for the next coming? Yeah, yeah. So, so the goals we have right now is one um, to grow to grow first of all the number of schools we have on board uh, because that's where the the scholarships come come through. So, um, so right now, so one thing we did is we made sure that we enable the school to sign up themselves as opposed to us doing it for or rather being a sales activity, right? Um, so they don't have to wait if they've seen our our material somewhere they can actually register themselves and go into the platform without actually engaging with someone um, so that's one one goal we have to get as many schools as possible so that they're able to get as many students who have issues that you can sort with funding uh, as early on as, as as possible and then of course the alumni side uh, for all the schools we have our target is to get at least a, a thousand active alumni um previous years i mean as many years as we can across the um the range of the schools that, that we can i would at least get a thousand active per month 
um, and then get at least uh, for for schools once they sign up, it's it's easy because all they do is just now make sure that they they uh, maintain the relationship, and then of course it's on the funding side as well. Um, so we're looking at making sure that so our target right now is make sure that the, each alumni at least contributes uh, an average of three hundred dollars per year, um, which could go to many to many scholarships as they as they can or to one person i mean at that point you cannot limit them but that's that's our end goal so make sure that the stories that the schools publish are actually relevant so that the schools i mean the alumni and any other person actually around the globe can actually read that so and be compelled to actually um fund for that particular scholarship so uh, so those are the main three metrics that we're looking at and of course there's the engagement now with our other uh, which is that we're looking at building, which is like one is the marketplace for the school where I can buy, let's say, um, a hoodie or a t-shirt um, that, that is from uh, the previous school that I was in um, and other merchandise I can actually buy from there. Um, so that's something that's coming up in future. But for now, the main key metrics are the schools, number of schools, the number of active schools, the number of active alumni, and how much they fund by year um, on average um, across board. Yeah. And um... For the last questions, um, what are you most proud of at the moment when you're like busy creating your new startup? Um, I, I want to say my team. Um, and, and the reason I say the team I have right now is 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 the the, the motivation and the and the and the, the drive that they have to actually do things. I I mean, as I mentioned before, I, I most of my time was spent building while also i mean sometimes scheduled for fundraising and stuff but the most time was spent building because without the platform nobody else can come in right um mm -hmm. so you find um today i'm getting like a call um from uh, from emma um telling me but they have tons schools who want to register now like okay um can <laughs> can you give me like a week at least <laughs> to get through some of these things um so you're finding that they have actually there's that drive and there's that goal um that they've actually understood the mission and um they want to see this succeed um so that for me is a great motivator so it's not just about me building what i'm building from where i am it's about how do people actually um, um in, take the platform and now start selling it across board and then the second thing, of course, is like the the, the number of alumni have actually um, engaged and, and actually understood our mission as well, even without so much marketing. If you look at like our pages, you don't have haven't done so much yet. Um, that's something that we want now to do more now that the platform is up and running. But we started early on, like um, saying this is what is coming, this is uh, what to expect, and some of the features which will be there. And we started seeing most guys actually engaging with it even without the platform being there. So that's another thing that I'm I'm, I'm very happy about and motivate, motivated with um, when I'm building as well. Um, but I, I want to say my, my team has actually gone above and beyond, um, if, if I can use those words, uh, just to show that um, we are actually doing something that is worthwhile. Um, and, and that has actually translated in some of the numbers that we're actually seeing um, right now. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'm um, also happy about um, where we are right now, right? Um, it's very early stages, but but we, we've got it to a, to a level that is very encouraging. Um, it's it's very, it's showing that, I want to say that we we have validating results, if, if I use those words, um, just by being 
two months in the market. Um, so that that's that's um, I'm very grateful about. And of course, um, as I mentioned earlier, my my team has also gone way uh, above and beyond just to get um, us known out there um, and and get us to to a to a different level. So so when when we talk to investors, you're talking about something different, not just. Um, this is the idea and this is where we are. We're talking about, we actually have traction. We actually have some paying customers and then this is in just two months. Yeah, so I'm very, very grateful as well. Really, sounds really good. Is there something else you want to say to our listeners before we wrap this up? Yeah, um, sure. So so I think for, for, for my perspective, I, I'll, I'll talk about now the fundraising aspects where we we actually um still in the process we're looking just to close it um by end of march um so any investors out there that would want to engage with us please um you can get in touch with me um so I have my email and my phone number we can we can speak more but ideally we have at least we have some results that we can actually speak, speak about and boost about and that can take us now to the next level so yeah i think um for the most part one once you get fundraising the, the fund uh, once you get through the fundraise then it becomes an easier step for us to scale the business to a different level and, and open up in other markets that actually need us that we cannot do at the moment um, with, with what we have. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you so much, Iris, um, for reaching out. Um, I had a lovely time being my first time doing this. This is, um, it wasn't as nerve-wracking as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah. This was an episode of the 1 Million Euro Stories. There is a new world to unlock. Let's believe. Let's be bold. Let's be fierce. Let us open a new door I am Aris from the 1 million euro stories thank you for listening and if you want to make sure that you know when a new episode comes out from the 1 million euro stories click on subscribe on your podcast app and you will be notified when a new episode comes out thank you for listening and i will see you next time <laughs>